Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, actress Nia Peoples, to the show. Welcome, Nia. It's so good to be here. I know. It's Halloween week, and we're so excited here at the Tierra Talk Show. We love celebrating all types of holidays, but Halloween, we get to dress up and pretend to be whoever we want to be and also get scared out of our minds by some fun Disney That's films. Right. <laughs> so uh, one of my favorites that I love to sit That's down right. and watch. You dress up like somebody you absolutely don't ever want to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I always love to introduce friends and family to one of my favorite Disney Halloween films, which is Tower of Terror. There's a movie with it. There's uh, absolutely a movie with it. <laughs> and you starred in this movie, and that was, like, I think it was 1997. I think you guys started filming in 1996, and it came out around 97, correct? Something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's it always plays on Disney Channel for Halloween and with Hocus Pocus and ho- it's such great fun. And there's a it's it's one of those you know I've I've been doing this for thirty years so you can imagine there's there are hits and misses and things that were really popular and then there are the the certain things that kind of everybody knows forever and and Tower of Terror is one of those. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's wonderful because, like, you, you, I don't know, have you ever been able to go to the Disney parks and then they just let you go into the front of the line because they know who you are? Absolutely. <laughs> are you kidding? Yes. Yep, 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 yep. They do. They, um, well, they have their special days. Like, um, you know, they've had events where it's for all the Disney people or everyone who's created something on the, te- the TV show or, you know, on the on ABC or something like that. Something's affiliated with Disney. Um, they have those days where we get to bring our guests and go to the front of the line. <laughs> That's really fun. That's a win win right there. <laughs> And I just found out that you can now have um, a wedding in the Tower of Terror, like on the the site. And I just thought that was... Are you kidding me? Oh, that's great. They have all these photos and and it it makes it more eerie. They put cobwebs on the table and I have to, I'll have to send it to you because it looks so cool. I'm like, that would be actually a lot of fun, you know, or to get proposed to on the Tower of Terror, which... Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) We actually had Mike McShane on the show last year and he Mm -hmm. played Q. He was great. Yeah, he was so funny. Uh, You guys got to spend a couple days in that one elevator um I, i'm not going to try to reveal any spoilers here but everybody should see the movie tower terror uh but you guys <laughs> got to spend a couple days in this one elevator steve steve gutenberg and also mike and yourself so i would be so claustrophobic i know that but i don't know about you how was that like? well it's a set so you're not really in an elevator so there is one door that's open and as i recall i think they might have 
had a little drop on it or something um, to help us. But the movie was just an absolute, it was, it was just delightful to work on. Um, the script was really fun. And uh, it was fun to work with Steve Gutenberg, who I just worked with again on Lava Lantula, which is a huge hit. So it was, it's always fun to reconnect with people like that. So, yeah, working on that particular show was really, really fun. I enjoyed it. What was lovely was the feel because it was a big band era that we pushed back to. And so the music was amazing. And um, and the gal that played the the. Oh, she sang. She oh, I know her. I just saw her. Melora, right? Oh, Melora. Yeah, she's fantastic. Beautiful voice. And um and it was so lovely to kind of be in that atmosphere because we don't oftentimes get to do that. I mean, most of our stuff is either really casual or it's red carpet. But this is wasn't to be seen. It was kind of, you know, back then people would get dressed up and go to enjoy good music because it was a real treat and we don't treat ourselves to things like that anymore. So it was a real, um, I enjoyed the experience of stepping onto it, even though it was just a set, there were real musicians and Melora was singing and it was, that was a great experience. And you mentioned that you worked with Steve and I think he's such a really funny person and a great actor. So working off of him, anything that you got to uh, make up along the way or improv? He is so funny that um, it really comes down to the, you know, you've got the dialogue, but when you're listening to the other person and they're giving it to you in a certain way, it causes you to respond differently than you would had it been someone else who delivered that line. So we had a real good repartee going that way, which is one of the reasons we ended up working again together. Um, you know, there's just that sort of automatic comedic timing going back and forth when you're able to listen to someone else and respond um, kind of naturally. There was a natural flow between the two of us, and that's why it was so fun with him. And recently, what I've been watching for a long time now, actually because you've been on the show for about five years, Pretty Little Liars. People right. love this show. I remember reading the books, but you're Emily's mom, Pam Fields. Right. Was that supposed to be a role that you were going to come back? Actually, I was originally signed as a regular on the show. Um, all the parents were signed as regulars to the show. We were regular characters on the show because originally they, they were saying... This is going to be about the families. Yeah, it's about the girls' lives, but it's about the families. But as it moved along, and actually for me, right off the bat in season one, they realized as they started trying to flesh out the storylines, there's, you know, there's so many characters that you can't follow all of the storylines enough to have all those regular characters. So I've been a reeker on the show since day one, um, even though I had signed as a regular to begin with. So it worked out great. The writing is just fantastic, and I can only imagine you trying like, oh, who is the who is this character? <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't do that. Um, I I do just the opposite of that because uh, that for me got a little frustrating because I know this by reading the script, but my character doesn't know any of it. So that actually makes it harder for me to do my job. <laughs> so I tend to just try and understand what Pam knows. Um, I just, I just want to know what, what Pam knows and that's it. And s because she works in the blind a lot, Pam doesn't know a lot of what's going on. So I tend to just want to know what she knows. And so it's funny because the fans will ask me what's going on and I have to go, I don't know. You tell me. Exactly. I can only, <laughs> I only get to show myself what Pam knows. And that's, that's how I 
can make it as truthful as I can possibly make it. You have such positive things to say about loving yourself and having great positive body image. Uh, I think that's a that's a big thing today where a lot of people are not very uh, positive about their body images yeah. and, and, and trying to see if there's anything, any way that they can change it without improving the fact that they should be loving themselves first. And I love that you have taken such a great stance and, and on your website, which is www.beautifulbynia.com, it's really great to see that somebody usually in the limelight is using great positive force to get the word out that we all need to be looking at each other with love and, and ourselves too. Right, right. And it really does begin with, with loving ourselves. And, and let's be honest here. I mean, the business that I am in, we, I'm in the business of image. And so even talking about that, you have to be very careful that you are being honest because there are days when quite frankly, I wake up like everybody and I'm not feeling good. I'm not in a, in a good mood. <laughs> I look horrible, you know? And so what am I going to do? Pretend like everything is, is hunky dory. We need to know that it's okay that everybody has those days and it's okay. And so how am I going to turn this around? You know, what am I going to do? <laughs> Cause I don't want to get stuck here. Why did I, I don't, sometimes we don't even know why we wake up in such a mood, right? So this is, this is what it is. The first thing is that you got to accept who you are and that, and that you're going to have ups and downs and ins and outs and bigs and littles and, and be okay with that. And then understand that your power comes in with the choice that you make right now in this moment. So that's then that allows you to be really joyful in your life. You know, you get to have more moments of perfection if you open up to what's happening right this moment, you know. And I always think, too, that, you know, my philosophy, whether you're talking about exercise or choosing clothes or what you're eating or plastic surgery or makeup or skincare, whatever it is, you can choose any of that through self-love or self-hatred. And the outcome is going to be determined by why you choose what you choose, even more so than what you choose. One day we can all agree on that we don't worry about the way we look is definitely Halloween. So I have, fun, <laughs> I have some five favorite questions for, uh, of Halloween uh, themed. So uh, first one is, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Ooh, um, well, oh no, Christmas would be Almond Roca. Um, Halloween candy would be... Be um, Snickers. Favorite Halloween song? I don't think I have a favorite Halloween song. What's your favorite Halloween song? I do like Thriller. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> no, it would be Thriller. It would be Thriller. Favorite Halloween stereotype? Kind of like witch, black cat, pumpkin? Oh, I love, I love witches because I like to see... Um, I like to see little girls dressing up in certain ways. And actually, you know, it to me, it's not even about what the character is. It's how the people, how creative they get with it. You know what I mean? I like that. And actually refers to my next one, favorite Halloween costume that you got to create. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. My favorite Halloween costume that I created was actually for my son, who's now 26. He was, um, how old was he then? He was six at the time. And I made him a pack of ghosts. And it was so much fun because I put like a, this helmet on his head, a bike helmet. And I put a sheet over his head and I painted eyes up on the top so he looked really tall. But I had a, he had a little like um, he had a little panel in the front where he could actually see. And then I had another ghost that was connected to him, one of those ones that's, that vibrates. Cool. It was connected to his shoulder. So it was, you know, when you made a sound, it would vibrate and go, Ooh. 
And then he was carrying a bunch of balloons that were ghosts. And so he was like a pack of ghosts. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that. That's yeah, great. Really and your favorite non-Disney Halloween film. Oh, ooh, favorite non-Disney Halloween film. Hmm. Gosh, there's – well, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween actually came out when I was um, – when I was in high school and I had to sleep with my parents. I was ashamed. I was like 17. And now our final three Disney theme questions. I always ask my guests, I call them the fab three. So we'll start with the Donald question, which is as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to go ahead and see over and over again? Oh gosh. I seem to have watched them all when I was little. Um, Fantasia loved watching that over and over and over again. But I, my, I, I must have seen all of them. I know I saw all of them. And I loved Peter Pan. Love, oh, love, love Peter Pan. It's a classic. Yeah. Love it too. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh, um, I think Mulan. And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Color of the Wind. Well, thank you so much, Nia, for coming on the show. So excited for Halloween, and I hope you have a wonderful Halloween. And thank you for starring in Tower of Terror. I continually enjoy it every year with a new batch of audience members with me all the you time. You know what? <laughs> it's awesome. And I'm going to leave you with, with, with this one little bit of trivia that I had absolutely forgotten about and, and was reminded of it because I was going through old stuff and, like, ta tapes. And I found a VHS, and I had forgotten that the very when when the when Disney first started the Disney Channel, it was this really obscure sort of cable channel, and all they did was run old um, Disney cartoons. And I hosted that wow. back in the late '80s, early '90s. I totally forgot about that. Basically, me recording um, wraparounds, and then the the they would roll tape on all the old cartoons. That's how they started the Disney Channel. I hope we get to see it on YouTube. I do hope that. That's a great <laughs> I'll see bit if I can of trivia. Dig them up. It was really fun. <laughs> now Disney's been a large part of my life and my career, and I'm grateful for it. And I'm so glad that people are out there enjoying it still. Are we dead? 